We all have people in our lives we really admire. The ones who make success look easy. The ones whose journeys of triumph inspire us to do more or become greater than we imagined possible. Ever wonder what the driving force behind their decisions was? And the subsequent actions that led to the huge leaps we now see and admire? Well, let's explore the powerful testimonies and lessons learned from leaders during their transformation journeys. I'm your host, Sabine Gideon, and you're listening to the Journey to Becoming podcast. Sit back, relax, and join me on this journey of discovery. Hello, and welcome back to the Journey to Becoming podcast. You are listening to season one, episode four. So today, the focus of our episode is going to be on the keys to success in life and business. So if you rolled your eyes after hearing that title, I get it. I totally get it. Another expert talking about the keys to success. However, if you stick with me, you will learn a thing or two and it won't sound like what everyone else is putting out there. So The focus today is going to be a little different than what the previous episodes are. As I thought about my journey and as I thought about the things that have really helped me along the way, I wanted to use this time to share some specifics around how I moved, you know, through the different mindsets and through the different challenges and the transformations that I experienced on my particular journey and in life in general. So If you ask any expert any given day what success is, you'll probably get a dozen, if not hundreds of different ideas and opinions on what it takes to be successful. This is in part, of course, because we all have our own definitions of what success means to us. And based on individual definitions and pathways people have taken or people have created, it will likely look different depending on the person that you've asked. Now, for me personally, as I've shared before, and of course, we'll continue to share, my definition of success is not centered around things or status. Now, that's not to say there's anything wrong with that, because if I'm being honest, that used to be how I uh, defined success. However, as I've grown in knowledge and understanding of my own individual purpose, I've chosen to modify my definition of success to better align with my purpose. So what does that look like? For me, success is the fulfillment of my purpose. So that means doing the things and being the person that God created me to be and the things that he created me to do. In detail, that looks like fully identifying and using all of my gifts and talents to help others and to make the environment around me a much better place. Two, owning my leadership ability and teaching others how to do the same. And then three, demonstrating compassion to those who are hurt and who are broken, and then providing them the support that they need to heal. This is what success looks like to me. And this is what I have determined and dedicated the rest of my life to focusing on. So again, Success looks different for all of us. There's no right answer. There's no right path towards success. You get to choose what that is. And so this is a perfect opportunity to to ask, what is your definition of success? 
this is something you can feel free to journal the response or really take some time thinking through it so that you can ensure that your activities, your goals, your aspirations are aligned and actually supporting the thing that you desire to achieve. So again, the question is, what is your definition of a success? And really thinking through what that means. Now onto the keys of success that I wanted to share in this particular episode. I'm fully aware that there are a multitude of keys according to any given expert, but I believe there are two important ones, or I found that there are two important ones that we absolutely need to fully understand and learn how to manage. And those two are time and change. So again, the two that I believe are the most important to fully understand and learn how to manage are time and change. Your ability to manage time and change will determine your effectiveness in achieving success as you have defined it, be it personally or professionally. And so why time and change? Time and change actually are similar in in many ways. First, we can't control time or change. They both occur with or without our permission or buy-in. They both put us on equal playing field, meaning regardless of our race, regardless of our age, regardless of our financial status, we all have the same amount of time, 24 hours in a day, and we are all easily at change's whim. And lastly, they're both inevitable. They're happening regardless. They're happening all the time, all around us. It's important that we learn to manage time and change because who we become is heavily dependent on how we're able to manage both of these. And so we must learn, it's not even an option, how to manage both time and change in order to fully walk in our purpose. So let's examine both individually a little bit more. Let's start with time. Time is an amazing resource. And the way that I view time and the way that I see it is that time is really truly a gift from God for me to complete my assignment or for me to complete my purpose here on earth. And so I understand others may see it differently, but this is my particular perspective. And if you think back to what I shared in previous episodes, for me, the the yearning to find purpose is what actually pulled me out of my dark pit and catapulted me into the space that I am right now. And so because of that, I am fully aware that I have this finite amount of time, as we all do, to move through the discovery and the operational phases of purpose, essentially. So this awareness has been the driving force behind most, if not all of my decisions and major transitions. Now, in some cases, it has really served me and, and helped me to take action, to take risks, and helped push me further along. But if I'm being honest, this awareness of time and its limited capacity has also created massive impatience in me and in some cases led me down some dead roads, whether that be personally or professionally. All in all, though, I would say that even when the results weren't quite what I had hoped for, I still felt like I was moving forward versus standing still and letting time pass me by. So even in the good results and even in the lessons learned, 
I still feel like there was forward movement and, and some good use of the time. And that said, and given that we're at the top of the year, at the time of this recording, it is January of 2021, the concept of time has been weighing heavily on, on my mind. Part of that has been, on one hand, I've been reviewing last year and how I spent my time and whether or not I achieved what I wanted to. Now, just to give you some insight, I typically do my planning for the following year in December. I'm not a big resolutions person, uh, not that I don't think that they have their place and their value, but for me, I rather decide what it is that I want to do and put a plan in place and how I'm going to achieve it. I am a big word of the year person because I use that for planning purposes. In, in addition to all of the things that I usually do as like my end of the year regimen, this year in particular, I really took a step back and looked at how I used my time last year. And this wasn't about, did I achieve this or did I achieve that for the sake of, of checking off a box, but more so really assessing were the things that I did and were the things that I spent my time on helpful or even in alignment with my actual purpose. And for me, in doing that assessment, I realized in the coming year, I need to create more space in my schedule so that I can focus on the things that are more important to me and the things that are aligned with my purpose and my destiny. So it's not to say that last year wasn't a good year. It's not to say that last year I didn't achieve a lot of things. But in reality, when I do my own real personal self-assessment, I feel that the things I achieved weren't necessarily aligned with my purpose. And because of that, I'm now making plans and taking action to ensure that the time spent next year, or excuse me, the time spent this year is in alignment. And so for those of you listening, I challenge you to complete your own self-assessment. Of course, if you haven't already done so on how you managed your time last year. Granted, I realize I fully understand last year was filled with setbacks. It was filled with discomfort, change and turbulence on many different levels. But at the end of the day, it still contained time that we will never, ever get back. And so not to be doom or gloom, but that's the reality. Last year was hard, but there's also time that we'll never, ever see again. Also, too, I would say that this is not the self-assessment isn't about comparing yourself to what others did or didn't do, but really just a personal assessment to help you determine if and where you might need to make some adjustments or make some changes to align with your purpose or even just the goals or the, the things that you desire achieve, to achieve for the year. And so that is my challenge to you, really just assessing how you spent your time last year and where some adjustments might need to be made. Now let's take a look at change. So I've been doing some research around change uh, as it relates to how human beings react to it. I'm in the process of creating um, my own framework and model to help people move through and navigate change. And so this has come out of my research and I just wanted to share with you briefly the three types of change. First and foremost, there's the change that happens around you. So that's the natural change. And nature is a good representation of this type of change. You see it in the fall when the leaves start to change. If you're from the Northeast like me, 
You see it when caterpillars turn into butterflies. And you also see it in the wintertime when the birds start to fly south. Again, another reference from being in the Northeast. So that's the type of change that happens around you. And it's evidenced by what's happening in nature. Then there's the change that happens to us. So this is the imposed change. So examples of this would be the lockdown that happened as a result of the global pandemic, the economic downturn that we experienced also as a result of the pandemic, and then also to just more general, the loss of a loved one that is change that is imposed on us. And lastly, there's the change that happens within you. So that's what we call transformation. And that shows up in situations where you realize the life you've been living is really not the life that you want and you make the decision to change or something shows up from your past, like you're triggered emotionally and then you have to deal with some childhood hurt or something that happened to you prior or you are looking to level up but realize that something is keeping you stuck. And then you have to deal with some limiting belief that was uh, that was seeded when you were younger. So that is the type of change that happens within you. In some cases, change is, is cyclical, as we see with the birds going down south or with the leaves that turn. But for the most part, change is unexpected and it can really throw us for a loop. Where do you start in learning how to manage time and change? Great question. Now, my response to this is going to sound really simple, and you're probably going to roll your eyes again, but just bear with me here. What I found to be an effective way to manage time and change is really simply creating a plan. Now, bear with me. There's more to this. If you think about it, and, and I want to give you some examples of how I've seen this work externally and certainly how I have applied it in my own life. At the top of 2020, right, many of us had set goals, like we made plans, we were really fully ready to execute. But then COVID showed up and was just like, yeah, no, none of that is happening. And those goals and those plans that we set at the beginning of the year started to feel even further out of reach. And if you really think about it, think about the three uh, types of change that I shared with you earlier we literally experienced all three types of change at once. So the change around us, the imposed change, and the internal change. And normally, we'll experience all three of those, but rarely do we experience it all at once like we did last year and for such a prolonged period of time. So the result of that was many of us were left scrambling, trying to figure out, like, how do I recover from this? For some, it hit really hard and they were in recovery mode for the most part of the year. But then there were those that I, I witnessed that were knocked down just as much as everyone else, but then somehow were able to rebound and reposition themselves back to working towards their goals. In observing people, I started to ask, what was the difference between these two groups of people? Now, I understand I'm generalizing. I completely get that. But these two groups exist. And what I noticed or what I observed was that one group either didn't have strong plans in place or they did have plans, but then once the turbulence and all the change hit them, they abandoned plans that they had made. 
And then there was the other group, the rebounders, who were able to pivot and move forward with the same plan. Now, yes, they had to make tweaks and and maybe their results didn't fully come to fruition the way that they had planned. But the point is they did not deviate from the plan. They made changes, they made tweaks to adjust to the changing environment, but they still moved forward with the plan. Some examples of that was the fitness studio owners who went virtual with online classes, the restaurants who started uh, leveraging delivery services to fulfill their orders, the companies who had thousands and thousands of square feet of real estate that then moved all of their employees to work remotely, and the grocery stores that really stepped up their online and curbside services. Now, this is not an exhaustive list, but these are examples of individuals and organizations that were able to adjust with the change. And at the end of the day, we all felt the same turbulence, but the differentiating factor is that they did not let the turbulence override their initial plans. Now, I believe this applies to big and small companies, as well as individuals and business owners. And so now that we've come out of 2020, or at least based on the calendar, we're out of 2020, I think it would behoove us to really take a look at the lessons that we learned from 2020 and create plans for the 2021 year and any year beyond that with the expectation that change will absolutely occur. And at the end of the day, our ability to succeed in achieving our plans is going to be determined by how much we incorporate change or account for change in our particular plans. What does that look like in the real world? For me particularly, I've challenged myself, and of course I invite you to do the same, to start to view change as a resource instead of a nuisance. And I know that's easier said than done, but just hear me out here. Typically, when we think about resources, we think about time, we think about money, we think about energy, we think about people, we think about relationships. But I'm challenging you and myself, of course, to add change as part of that. If you think about what I said at the top of this, the two inevitables and the two non-negotiables are change and time. We already see time as a resource. Why not include change as part of that? Something that I heard recently is actually the catalyst for this thinking and this challenge that I've put on myself. The individual said, the greatest protection against disappointment is the expectation of change. I'll repeat that again. The greatest protection against disappointment is the expectation of change. Now, I've been sitting with that for a while now, and that is actually what has caused me to really look at my plans, both personally and professionally, and has caused me to really go back in and account for changes guest appearance at any given moment, at any given step of the way. Rather than seeing it as a disruption, an annoyance, a nuisance, look at it as change is going to happen, one, but change could be leveraged as a resource and then accounting for that in, in the plans that you've set for 2021. So that's all I have for you on the, the keys for success as it relates to time and change. But I do want to do a quick recap. 
So we talked about the two keys, time and change, the three types of change. So the natural change, the change that's happening around you, the change that's imposed upon you, and then the internal change, which is transformation. And then we talked about how to best manage time and change. And that is through planning and through incorporating both of them as resources in your actual planning. Before I leave, I do want to leave you with a task because I wouldn't be me if I didn't. I welcome you to either just ponder these questions or to actually journal them out. The first question is, what changes would produce the quality of life that you desire? So thinking back to what I just shared, incorporating change in our planning, in our, our vision, in moving towards our purpose, what changes do you need to make that would produce the quality of life that you desire? And then part B to that is what changes need to happen in your life to align you with your purpose or your own definition of success? So that's going to require you to define success and then look at how you've used your time, how you want to use your time, how you want to incorporate change or what changes need to be incorporated, and then putting it all together to plan out your 2021. So again, those two questions to just ponder or journal, what changes would produce the quality of life you desire? And then secondly, what changes need to happen in your life to align you with your purpose and or your own definition of success? That's all I have for you today. I thank you for listening. Please feel free to uh, leave a comment. Uh, be sure to subscribe uh, to the podcast as well. And if we are not connected on LinkedIn or any of the other social platforms, please let's change that. I've included the links here in the show notes. Um, so please feel free, connect with me, let me know that you heard the podcast. And I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Take care and have a great day.